With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here for the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. We've got a good episode for you today. We talk NFL draft. We talk Premier League. A lot of fun stuff. We have our guests, our regular guest, Greg Zardarian, to talk Premier League. Uh, We talk Jamie Vardy and why Timo Werner is drinking absinthe. And we get to talk with noted journalist Nick Schlein about the NFL draft and the various fun things that happen when you draft a running back in the first round. Um, So as always, we are going to talk about some football and football, and sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't. But thank you for coming along on this journey with us. And here we are with uh, our good friend Greg talking about the Premier League. Gregory, do I have you? Uh, you have me, Coach. How's your Monday going? Doing a little bit better? It's 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 great. You know, we we we've got a wonderful wonderful Monday morning. For those of you who don't know, uh, I am actually on the West Coast, uh, and Coach Greg is in fact on the East Coast. So if you're getting hot takes from the Twitter account uh, for the early Premier League games, that's not that's not me. That's Coach Greg because I'm not waking up at four thirty in the morning to watch Spurs uh, lose to Leeds. Do we have to talk about that? Uh, I would prefer we didn't. Uh, the Ryan Mason regime has not going as I thought it would, especially considering that first game. I thought there might be a little bit of a turnaround, and the uh, direction of the club so far has not continued on that positive note. <laughs> so let's just let's just both acknowledge that we are Spurs fans. We acknowledge that that game was atrocious. But we also do have to, to put forth our biases that we love Bielsa. We, we, we deeply love him uh, because he doesn't believe in defense, and neither do we. Uh, and we'd also like to point out that we actually discovered that via Wikipedia earlier this year and spent a solid hour just going over how ridiculous that man's career is and how amazing it <laughs> turned out. 
Correct. And and in in the vein of this of this podcast, we do need to point out here that uh, we refer to him as Hal Mumi uh, because that's who he is. Uh, Hal Mumi, uh, for those of you who are more European football based, uh, is the essential, essentially the godfather of uh, air raid football, uh, which means, yeah, just throw it up, whatever, it'll be fine. So those of you who are European football based will be like, oh, oh, yes, that is that is Bielsa. Correct. So, uh, so which I was gonna say, which Premier League games would you like to talk about this week since we are not the game that did not happen, the match that we do not speak of. So let's let's just start at the top. Uh, first game of the weekend, we had uh, top four, top four matchup against uh, a team that you know was struggling, and clearly, clearly, uh, Leicester against Newcastle was going to end a certain type of way. Uh, did it? Uh, it did. It, it wasn't in the direction you would think it was going to end, though. Well. Let's let's talk about Jamie Vardy for a moment, shall we? Let's do that. Uh, Jamie Vardy is one of my favorite players in the Premier League because it seems that he has reached his uh, successful heights in spite of himself. Let's. I mean, Jamie Vardy is is. I mean, uh, undoubtedly, in, in I mean, depending on how you want to put elite elite striker, you know, he's he's a top what. Do, do we do? How do we feel about saying top twenty-five in the world? I mean, does that feel safe? Yeah, uh, okay. top five in the Premier League, probably. Probably. I mean, like it's it's a weird thing because it's like, do we do we say like, would for example Mo Salah be a better striker than Jamie Vardy? Probably, but he's not a striker, so I think we right. have to say it's it. it's a definitional argument, and and we don't believe in positions at all. Uh, except for right back, right back is the only position. Um, but the, 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 the question I have for you and you, we were, we were speaking about this on Friday. Uh, what do you, what do you think happened? What, what do you think's going on there? So for the first, I think it was 70 minutes, uh, the running theory was Jamie Vardy has a gambling debt and has wrote the match. Uh, Newcastle had no business putting four up on that team, especially with uh, Schmeichel and Nett. But, uh, yeah, Jamie Vardy is, like, almost a caricature of the shithead Brit who just he, – he started his career at Leicester by just showing up hammered every day. Like, he would go out drinking every night. Uh, like, there's a good chance that Jamie Tart from the hit Ted Lasso – is based on Jamie Vardy. <laughs> well, we we have to assume that Jamie Tart is some some weird combination of like Phil Foden, Mason Greenwood, and yes, Jamie Vardy. Like you can't you can't name a character Jamie Tart and not have us immediately go ah yes that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too on the nose there. Uh, so the 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 throwing it theory was. Uh, dissipated a little bit in the back twenty five minutes because I don't know if. Jamie's hangover finally <laughs> cured itself, but uh, Lester was pressing a lot more. Uh, they did score two. They just barely beat, uh, or just barely missed a third. So it, it didn't hold up as much in the back half, but uh, my initial thought was, yes, Jamie Vardy has massive gambling debts, and this is the only way to get it off. 
So I, I actually was thinking about this because there was there was some um, discussion of of bat flipping on the Twitter the Twitter feed this weekend. Did you see that video? I did not. Uh, well, which one? There's <laughs> a lot of bat flips. Yeah, the the Western Baptist kid. Yeah. Yes. Do that every time. <laughs> every time. So anyway, so so for those of our listeners who uh, acknowledge that this is a football and football podcast, and now we're talking about baseball. Uh, Kid hit a massive home run to like bring his team back. They were like, they started the bottom of the ninth, I think like down eight one. And then that home run got him to nine eight. Right. And dude was just, just bat flipping and so excited and all sorts of, you know, excited, whatever. And then, you know, the discourse obviously got racist because he was showing too, too much emotion. And I'm sure that everybody would say the same thing if he was white. But, I say he's black. I don't know if you mentioned that, but yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyways, so the, the, the funniest part of the discourse was when, you know, you got to play baseball the right way. You got to play baseball the right way. And then someone, you know, the, the, the common response to that was like, you all understand that Mickey Mantle was drunk the entire time, right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> and Babe Ruth might have been smoking. Like, Well, I, he probably was smoking in between innings because that continued all the way up to Jim Leland in the late 2000s. Right. And, and it's like, yeah, were, were, were they respectful of the game? I don't know. Uh, they didn't allow black people to play. I don't know how respectful of the game that is. Uh, but more to the point, like, they were on horse tranquilizers. <laughs> like, we need to, yeah. we need to acknowledge. I mean, that makes sense in the 60s because, you know, there's a good chance that I, I could play second base for the Red Sox in the 1960s because it didn't really take that much. If you showed up sober... Uh, you were halfway there. But showing up drunk consistently, whether you're in the championship or the Premier League, playing drunk against world-class football athletes is fucking insane. I don't like just running. You're going to be reeking of, I assume, Vardy just pounds gin. He just seems like a gin guy. He does like, look like a gin guy. <laughs> But like, like, you gonna get a penalty? You gonna get a yellow card for offending all of the defenders because everybody can smell you from forty yards away? <laughs> so I think, I think naturally, we now need to, we now need to discuss uh, elite or <laughs> quasi elite because I want to talk about one person, uh, elite uh, attacking players in the Premier League and what their drink of choice is. And you'll understand why I said elite slash quasi elite because I want to start with Timo Werner because I think it's absent. I don't, I don't, I don't think he can see the ball. That's my theory. <laughs> no, he sees the ball. It's just like, uh, it's a little green, little green kazoo guy. <laughs> the green out of his head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So, so, so we, we, we've got Timo Werner on absent. Uh, what, what do you think the drink of choice for Harry Kane is? Oh, he's a he's a beer man. Uh, if I had to guess, a darker beer. He's not stout. He's not gonna go for a full on stout because he's English, not Irish. But uh, probably like an amber or a red, something like that. Okay, all right. I I I hear that. How how do you feel about uh, DCL? What's what's Cal Calvert Lewin drinking? Oh, he's a little bit harder to. Uh, he's on the younger side, so he might still be in the. Uh, vodka stage. I'm not saying flavored vodka, but vodka. Uh, and we 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 both agree that Edison Cavani just just mainlines red wine, right? 
Yes, that is, it, it's an IV that he hooks up after the game. Okay, well. Shit, uh, he might be drinking that during the game. I mean, the thing is, is that, like, maybe that's the reason why he only gets 20-minute cameos, is because he's, he's just like, coach, coach, don't have the red wine in me yet. Give me a second. I was going to say, it's like, it's like beer pong. <laughs> you're only okay until, like, your second or third cup, and then all of a sudden you're unreal. So Cavani just shows up, they hook up the IV, and they have to wait for him to get a bottle deep before he can go and find the net. Right. And, of course, I, I need to, to conclude here among attacking players with um, Owen Tasawi, who is, of course, uh, a, what, what did we call him, a false center back? Owen whatever he wants to be, man. <laughs> Owen Odesawi <laughs> drinks uh, exclusively mead because he's a king. No, absolutely not. That man drinks whatever he can find. <laughs> it's the same way he plays. It's the same way he plays football. Just like whatever drink he can find, he pours into a cup and fuck it. That's good enough for me. Oh God, we love him so much. We love him so very much. Okay, so I, I need to I need to explain something really quick, and then. And then we'll we'll finish up for the uh, the Premier League recap of the week, but let's talk for a moment about hashtag all right back everything, because we, we said we were going to explain it a little bit. Uh, I think we need to. I think it's time. Uh, so that is my prevailing theory that has been adopted as the uh, podcast stance that the U.S. men's national team should just start everybody as a right back. Uh, that seems to be the strongest position in terms of depth. And I think that's our best way to winning anything. Just start every right back you have. I don't care if you're not actually a right back. I don't care if you're Christian Pulisic. You're going to be the right back. You're just going to play up a little bit. And this goes back to, to the prevailing podcast theory as well, that positions are meaningless. So you can say that, uh, for example, Josh Sargent is a right back. Dude starts Josh Sargent is a right back. Yeah, sure. I mean, although I actually, I, I saw one of those heat maps for him. And because someone, someone was blaming, talking about how he, he, he needs to take some blame for how Werder Bremen's playing and how they're, you know, potentially going to get relegated. And then someone showed one of those heat maps and dude spends literally a, like three fourths of his time in his own half. Dude is, dude is claiming to be a striker. And spends most of his time as a defensive midfielder. <laughs> right. And then Owen Aldisawi is like this podcast talisman because he should be in his own half. But what's he doing today? Uh, let's see. He's bombing on goal. Sure. Why not? Uh, later in the, in the same half, why is he back at left wing back? Well, he got bored up top. I, I, don't, really, I don't really know. And I'm not sure Owen can tell you on any given moment why he is where he is. Uh. I, I feel like now is a good point, uh, a good time to point out that Owen Otisawi did not play football of any sort, gridiron or pitch, until he was like 17 and is currently occasionally starting Premier League games. And he's also like a Gucci model. Yeah, he's. I, I think he 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 did some Burberry stuff. Okay, That's well, it. we're we we've, we've gone off the rails uh, enough for now. Uh, Greg, thanks. As always, and hopefully uh, we can get you on later this week for the second weekly podcast, and we can preview how Jamie Vardy is going to make this weekend dumb. <laughs> Why well, limit it to just Jamie Vardy? Right. There's tons of players who can do stupid things, Timo. We're talking about you, Timo. Long-time listener, Timo Werner. <laughs> Long-time listener. We know, we know he listens. We're actually... Uh, 
if he's all right. Thanks, Coach. It's been great. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Coach. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Burhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right, our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos... Could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your Uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, So it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do you want to do you want to do, do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, 
do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. On the podcast, how are you doing? Hi, super excited. All right. Uh, everyone, we have, uh, we have Nick. He's, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Electric Snuff, which is a great Twitter name. We will figure out uh, the backstory behind at some other time. Uh, his, uh, his work has appeared in pretty much everywhere, everywhere Detroit sports are sold. Uh, Rotowire, The Athletic, I'm pretty sure the Free Press at some point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, so, so Nick, we are we are here. Despite your your background as a baseball writer, let's let's talk NFL. And like 20 minutes before before we're we're, we're recording this, uh, Tim Tebow signs with the Jags. We we got to talk about it. <laughs> It's just another day in Tim Tebow's America. <laughs> I mean, is, is this is this just like the, the reality that we live in now? Like nothing bad can happen to Tim Tebow? The guy I'm worried about is Trevor Lawrence. Like I just think Urban Meyer, like he's already exposing himself as, <laughs> you know, the worst coach possible here. So. Yeah, I mean, if if it turns out that that Urban Meyer can't get twenty five of the top, say, one hundred and fifty players every year, year after year, is Urban Meyer a good coach? Do we have evidence about that? It's pretty crazy because he said after they drafted a running back in the first round, and they went one in fifteen last year. Keep that in mind. He said. Um, you know, the guy that they really wanted was Kadarius Tony. I don't know if that should make us feel better or worse <laughs> about the pick. <laughs> I mean, I think my favorite part of, of that uh, sort of debriefing about about drafting, was it Etienne? Um, yeah. Yeah. Was he said that he drafted him to be a third down back? Well, that, I mean, that was just like, I was ready for the games to start when he said that. Uh, that was just such pure coach speak. I was just <laughs> like, I loved it. It was like, it was like you literally just like killed James Robinson after he had an amazing season from being an undrafted uh, player, and then to say not only say that ETN is going to be the third down back, but to also throw in that James Robinson and Carlos Hyde are going to be the one. And two punch. I mean, 
That's that's the best thing I've ever heard. I mean, in the, in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord 2021, Carlos Hyde is is a is a one-two punch. The funniest thing is that before they took ETN, which killed James Robinson, I was thinking people are going to uh, you know fall for this thing where Urban loves Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde stinks. <laughs> they signed Carlos Hyde like he's already been on a million teams like he's not gonna take the job from James Robinson so I was just hoping because I like James Robinson for some reason that that they wouldn't do this and then they and then they took ETN who is gonna he's he's gonna be the workhorse he's not gonna be the third down back that's just that's it's it's, it's ridiculous um but I guess I guess I my my question about that is that how can you take over the Jags you look at that roster and you say okay one of the guys that we can we can actually do something with is James Robinson. Man, we got we got a running back undrafted, so we should use draft capital on a running back in the first round. Like, what what is the thought process there? I mean, we know historically, we know how this is going to go. Um, it's not like look at the Chiefs. Like, obviously, the Chiefs made the Super Bowl, but if you would have asked them the day after Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, um, you want to do that uh, Edwards Hilaire pick over again? You want to take <laughs> uh, you want to take a corner there? You want to take offensive line? Yeah, they they totally would have. So, um, you know, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. The draft. Um, we're just talking a lot about the Jaguars. I want to talk about starting off with the draft. Um, can we just put Adam Schefter on blast for a moment? Oh, we have to. We have to. Um, yeah, because I'm just sick of, I'm sick of talking about the Jags already, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, we've spent more time talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars than anybody outside of Duval County, maybe ever. Yeah. But like, so the draft was great, like, not the deepest draft ever, but super top heavy. And what actually happened was pretty much the chalk. It's pretty much what everybody thought was going to happen in the top 10. Wait, wait, Nick, you're, you're telling me that Mac Jones wasn't going three? Except, except for, <laughs> except, except for number three. Okay, three days before the draft on his podcast, Adam Schefter says for the millionth time, but like making it official, kicking off, it was like the Monday before the draft. It's like kicking off draft week. Yeah, they, the Niners traded for, this number three pick with the idea of taking Mac Jones. Okay. I'm here to tell, I'm here from the future and no, they didn't (laughs) do that. And for him to say, after this all happens, after the draft for him to come out on, on Monday and say um, that they changed their minds is ridiculous. Just say you got it wrong. I don't understand that. At all. I mean, I, and, and I like Adam Schefter because, you know, he's not the guy that will tweet, oh, you know, Austin Eckler, they're going to limit his carries today. And then the Chargers give him 30 carries. He doesn't do stuff like that. Um, he gets things right, like most of the time. And this was like such a huge blunder, such a big, important thing. Like, it's so fishy to me still. They and were it's never considering Mac Jones. Right. And, and the thing is, is that I, I remember when it happened. You know, as as longtime listeners of this podcast know, you and I, you and I, you know, talk talk NFL draft stuff. When it happened, we were like, "So Justin Fields, or are they 
you know, are they, are they thinking, you know, they're, they're just going to hold that and see if Zach Wilson drops like what. And then, and then Mac Jones came out and we were like, no, no, that's not, that's not a thing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I, I, I think also I feel the need right now to, to point out that Adam Schefter tweeted out just after the draft that Mel Kuyper deserves some sort of award. And that, that offended me personally. Yeah, that was crazy too. <laughs> um, so speaking of, speaking of uh, Justin Fields, and this is, this is one of those things where, where I admit my, my biases as a, as a college football fan much more than a pro football fan. But I feel like every year, and you know, we, can, we can maybe see a uh, trend here with uh, some characteristic. But every year or every other year, it feels like we get an awesome college quarterback, be it Lamar Jackson, be it Deshaun Watson, be it Justin Fields, who is just a, a killer in college. And then the NFL is like, nah. And then two years later, we're sitting back like, man, how did Mitch Trubisky go ahead of, of Deshaun Watson? How did Zach Wilson go ahead of Justin Fields? So like, what is the, the, the explanation there that I am not seeing beyond the, you know, the obvious? So for me, like I come at it the totally different way because I don't love college football that much and I am all in on the NFL. I love the NFL. So um so i knew this was going to happen the whole time because i knew the covid season was weird uh was going to be weird and uh well i didn't obviously i didn't know that zach wilson was going to rise but we knew trey lance it was already in the bag for trey lance trey lance is bigger than um uh, justin fields by a little bit he's a much better runner that's why the 49ers took him it has you know the 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 race thing will be a big thing between uh, for years between Wilson and Fields, just like it was, um, you know, with Trubisky and Watson and Mahomes. And um, it would have been a thing if Mac Jones, Mac Jones is clearly the fifth best quarterback. He's clearly lower. The way I would have it is I think Lawrence is clearly the best of these five. And then yeah. I think the next three, I don't really have a strong opinion. The next three, I think, you know, it's really going to be dependent on these landing spots. I think Justin Fields, it's going to be an issue if he doesn't click right away with the coaching staff because they could be totally cleaned house after this season, the Bears. Um, and and I, I don't want to necessarily compare them because, you know, I think that that this, you know, Josh Rosen was a little bit of a of a you know, unique situation, but like, could that happen with Justin Fields where, you know, Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, I have to think Justin Fields is playing week one. I mean, their jobs are on the line. Like, why would you even mess around with Andy Dalton for a little bit? Because he's QB one. They said so. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, there's, there's that too. Uh, so, so that's like the risky thing there. And then, um, I don't think 
like I, I think the landing spot for Lance obviously is great. I mean, you know, it's just it's it was just the whole thing about if they were going to take Mac Jones, which was so ridiculous. Trey Lance is such an amazing runner. Um, you know, Shanahan is going to make the passing easy on him at first. You know, it's going to be easier playing with Kyle Shanahan than it will be playing with the Bears. So, um, okay. The thing, the thing that's crazy is Wilson. Um, I think Wilson has tremendous upside. I don't know if he has necessarily more upside than Lance um, or Fields, but I think he has a lot of upside. The question with him is his size. And also like if anything we saw from his film last year is real. Cause like you just look at these guys, the, the stats with these guys and um Wilson, you know, the competition wasn't great, but his stats are ridiculous from from last year. So you know, you know what the team saw on film. They're watching the games. Like Fields threw six picks uh in the last year. He had a great year before, but Lance is so much better of a so much uh of a better runner than him. Lance ran for over a thousand yards in college and he didn't throw any picks. So if you're seeing that and he's bigger than Fields. If you're seeing that, um, because the 49ers, like Wilson's gone, they were only picking between right Fields and Lance. Um, they weren't considering Mac Jones, Adam Schefter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just like I, I love that because because forever, forever when Trey, Trey Lance does everything or you know anything, it's like you know you can always imagine week one, you know Trey Lance goes out there and makes a you know a nice throw or 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 a nice run. And just immediately Twitter is going to be like, uh, Mac Jones is not making that throw. Mac Jones is not making that run. Also, I feel like we need to point out that we get Mac Jones versus Cam Newton um, in a serious discussion about who is going to be a starting yeah. quarterback. Ma- which... Mac Jones, Cam Newton, Hell in a Cell, pay-per-view. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. It's, it's, it's so funny to me. And again, like this is, this is coming from like a college perspective. Um, Cam Newton is is from a you know from a college fan's perspective like the best quarterback ever it's like him uh joe burrow for the fall of 2019 um you know vince young against usc and cam newton for a year and Matt trevor, trevor like, lord's freshman year and maybe? and yeah 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 sure sure like you're, you're talking about in like the last like 10 15 years like you're talking about like world beaters and yeah. mac jones was that guy who sort of took over from tua and played okay and then he played really really well last year sure but you know mark sanchez played well for a year too surrounded by nfl talent jets fans just saying <laughs> like mac jones it's just that the fact that he doesn't run if everything goes well for him in the pros he's Kirk cousins like <laughs> it's just it's just like if everything goes right for lance or fields or wilson they could be the best quarterback in the league i really think i really think that i mean the thing with wilson is that he's he's small have you heard this story of the 49 or the uh the jets coaches uh you who used to be the 49ers coaches went up to fred warner at his pro Fred Warner, the linebacker for the Niners, and asked him to go hug Zach Wilson to see, you know, how thick he is, I guess. That's that's the most NFL draft story I've heard today. And that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And people are like, oh, oh, 
they're, they're totally galaxy braining it and going, oh, this is why the Niners threw the Mac Jones thing out there. They didn't want anybody to know that they preferred Lance even over Wilson. They didn't want the Jets to know they're all because it's all Robert Sala and those guys. And it's like, come on, guys. That's, come on. <laughs> they made uh... the trade as soon as the Jets, They the Niners made the trade at Zach Wilson's pro day when it became very official, basically, that Wilson was going to the Jets number two. Right. So once once that decision gets made, you know, the the brain trust in San Francisco is like, all right, it's it's got to be Lance because they probably viewed it as a three quarterback. Draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, don't get me wrong. The Niners overpaid for this draft pick. I mean, they uh, Justin Fields went 11th overall. The Niners could have I mean, these next few teams were not taking quarterbacks. Atlanta, Cincinnati, Miami, Lions weren't taking a quarterback. We can uh, talk about whether or not that's a valid decision later. Uh, well, yeah, you can talk about whether it's a valid decision. It's a fact they were never doing it. Right. And um, and the Niners, they didn't have to trade up to number three. They could have easily traded up to, you know, six, seven, eight and gotten Trey Lance. Although, and and, and we're, we're running a little bit over, but I, I got I to gotta ask you about this story that I think came out today um, about how uh, Brad Holmes, they had a good offer to trade down from seven. And they were like, oh, we don't want to get cute with it. So, I mean, it's never like the wrong call really to trade down, but I'm fine with them taking Sewell. I think he's one of the best offensive line prospects in the last few years, not just this draft. So it changes things like, and and it's not like they got, like, I know you wanted to also talk about, um, roster building with the rookie quarterback and uh, we can we can talk about that next week that's fine so like the lions aren't doing a scorched earth rebuild completely because they would rather have jared goff as their quarterback for a year or two for some reason uh, <laughs> but since they're doing that don't take a quarterback now if the lions took a quarterback now you'd be wasting one or two years of that rookie deal which is the whole benefit of having a good young quarterback is that they're cheap you're already wasting the cheap time just like the packers are with jordan love jordan love doesn't play this year well you wasted two of the five years where he's a value he'll be overpaid even if he's good he'll be overpaid in only three years so the Lions are not even ready to sniff anything. So, so know. we're in the pre-rebuild. Stage. Yeah, we're we're yeah we're pre-rebuilding. We're not even uh. rebuilding yet. So they're just like, you know, uh, Danny Kelly from the Ringer actually had a great tweet about it, where he just said the Lions had the most predictable trench draft ever, and it's like, yeah, of course the the kneecap biting coach was going to be. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, let's not trade down. Let's take the O-lineman. I don't know why they were all so excited in the draft room. I mean, I, I think I think Sewell would be really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean. I, I, I think it's just like you look at the, the way that the Lions are constructed, and it's I, – I, I think that, that, that something like, you know, some astronomical percentage of their, of their cap is tied up in, in off, offensive linemen. Which is fine. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Like, I, I think that that there is a lot of value in, in building through, you know, the lines. But like, I, I don't know how excited I'm going to get about uh, a guy who's going to play right tackle for the next two years. I think. 
Well, what stinks is they have so much invested in the O-line because of there's one really bad contract. The other three guys are uh, Halapulavati Vaitai. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. Um, he is like one of the worst contracts in football. And so they have him at like right guard right now, I guess. But um, like Decker and Ragnow and Sewell, I mean, Sewell's going to be on the rookie deal now. So those guys are all going to be worth it. And, and if they're all here in, in two years when, you know, Sam Howell is the QB or whatever, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm just saying all the mock jabs have the Lions uh, with the number one pick next year taking a quarterback. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking Anthony Russo, you know, from Michigan state, he's going to, he's going to pop up the draft boards when they, I've seen, I've head. seen, uh, what's the guy, the guy's name, the guy who was uh, backing up Lawrence. I've seen him mock. Oh, uh, I cannot pronounce his last name. Yeah, D- I, I, D- yeah, DJ. I don't even remember his name. I know there's it's like to pronounce. there's a phantom N in there. Like his last name doesn't have an N in it, but there's a N sound, like Ungo Lele or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. no N, and it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, it's not ridiculous that I can't pronounce other people's last names. That's a me problem. Yeah, but it's, a- it's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for, for being on uh, at Electric Snuff. Uh, follow him on Twitter, and uh, we will see you next time. Okay, great. All right, thanks, man. Thanks. That's all the time we have for the early week edition of the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we are mostly trolling uh, Mexican football fans, Canadian football fans, and let's be honest, New York Jets fans. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, pretty much anywhere podcasts are provided for free. So you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts eventually. Uh, but thanks for uh, coming along and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.